Thank you. Here's recording now. Praise God. Exodus 20, mm -hmm. uh, verse. Uh, was it? Oh dear. Where was it? Where was it? Oh dear, what a gear. Yeah, uh, so ver uh, Exodus 20, verse uh, uh, 8 to 10. Mm -hmm. it, yes, 8 to 11. Were you happy to read it, please? Have you got it there, Rob, for us? I haven't got it yet. Sorry, someone else got it. Yeah. Martin. Yeah. Yeah, please. I got it. Sorry. Yeah, read it, please. Remember the Sabbath, the day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor uh, and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath, the Lord, to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on a seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, the Bible does portray in many occasions very clearly that God created the heaven and the earth and six days and uh, uh, and then he rested on the seventh day. And this is this is the the the, the, the commandment for for Israel that he came to be part of the Christianity, Judeo-Christian teaching, and it's very much of or has been the world on the West for two thousand years. So. It, 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 we do believe, and it is true indeed, and that's what we want to see tonight. We want to dedicate a little bit about the uh, 7,000 years of creation and the 6,000 that the Lord is coming. And then uh, I will do the same, but I do it quickly because I want to get to the chronology. So you will you will be able to, to see it, and at the same time, we will be able to discuss it, Okay. I got it here for you. I got it here for you. Yes. Yes, it is here. It is coming. It is coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Uh, when I did this, uh, it was a year ago. Why I believe in the 7,000 year creation? No, because God's work is numerical codes. Uh, the number seven is God number uh, of perfection and thousand is the man number of existence. The 7,000 year code is prophesied in the Bible. Mm -hmm. you, I hope you don't have problem with that. The 7,000 years that is in the Bible is there. So we have here the 7,000 years and this is perhaps to understand where we stand today. We have that from year one, we have Adam starting with the day that he was created the Bible said that in the year 130, Adam had the first son. In moving to that uh, sort of kind of genealogy, from Adam to Abraham, 2,000 years, is called the age of rebellion. There were three different kinds of rebellion, the strong ones. From Abraham, more or less, year 2000, actually Abraham was born in 1948 uh, of uh, Anamundi, of on the day of creation. 
from Abraham to Jesus Christ, all the Old Testament we call, is another 2,000 years. It made 4,000 years. The Lord Jesus appeared in scenery about the year 3,950, more or less, around that area. Uh, this is called the age of Torah or the age of the law. And then we have the from Jesus Christ to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is called the age of grace. And this is where we are today. We are very near just to the white point here somewhere. And 6,000 years, it will be soon. You will see it in the chronology, chronology that I will show you. And then when Jesus comes, that is the... 6,000 years fulfillment, there will be what the Bible said very clear, prophesied mainly in the book of Revelation, of the 1,000-year millennium, that we call it, and that's where the kingdom of God is going to be established in this earth, and we are going to be living with him, and he will be actually leading the whole world from Jerusalem, and we all are going to be in Jerusalem worshiping the Lord from time to time, we are going to travel I do not understand all the dynamics of the kingdom coming or, or, or the age of the kingdom and, and, and how we are going to have a, a, a completely new bodies and new mind and, and, and totally resurrected alive with all the saints. But the, the thing is that there will be a new kingdom age that is called the millennium. And after this 7,000 years, it is what is called in the Bible. The last understanding we have is the white throne, the throne of the white judgment, as uh, uh, the judgment of the white throne of God is when all the books will be open and every secret, every hiding sin of, of man will be manifested and God will make sure that one will go to the eternal condemnation, others will go to the eternal life, to immortality forever, to live with him. So th this is an important, but that's not the topic of tonight. The topic of tonight, the 6,000 years we are here uh, and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, how do I take that theory? Well, uh, I actually have to prove it in many ways so people will, will, will have an understanding of what I'm saying. And, and there is four ways to, to prove this. The, the secular perspective, that is a perspective that is actually secular, as he said the word, the Bible perspective that the one would teach, the historical perspective that has been throughout history, and today the scientific or science perfect perspective. That uh, with these four is a very good four pillar, four foundation in which upon uh, which we can raise the reality of this uh, seven thousand years uh, 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 chronology that we have in the Bible. And we have here the secular perspective, uh, you know. I'm not going to spend too much time, but this is come from the new analysis of chronology and geography that Dr. Hales, that was written in 1822, volume one, page 210. He, he was actually written about the creation of the world. Uh, I am in, Stanford, in Latin for Anno Mundi, because it means the, the, the year of the world, when the world started. So an Indian chronology, Albert, you know this, do you? No, you didn't. You don't? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the Indian chronology, according to the Indian understanding, uh, a, a particular man that did all the survey in the 17th century, uh, called Gentle, uh, he found out that the Indian actually 
have a view or a world view that the end of the world will be in year 6,204. The Arab chronology, 6,174. The Babylonian chronology, this very well-known Bailey, who come from certain tables that are in the British Museum, speak of a well of 6,158 uh, Anomundi years. The Chinese chronology, that they, they are very dedicated to it, also uh, the same Bailey, when he found this in the Babylonian when and makes some comparison and find that the Chinese chronology says 6,157. And the Egyptian chronology also found in a table is uh, archeological table of a long time ago. We are talking of three, 4,000 years back, that there were 6,000 years around the chronology of the earth in that respect, and the Persian chronology that is speak of that. So that does give us an idea, okay? Let's say that this is a secular perspective that is in history reliable. All these chronologies were very clear until 1850. From there on, science has been adding a lot of uh, interrogation to the question of creation, and he, and, and science is being put in a certain obstacle, and some people may have changed their mind, but but the reality is that to, to 1800 years, mm, uh, all the world believe that the earth will have, have an end at a certain time. The Bible perspective is that the, there are seven days of creation and there are type of seven years, a thousand years per day. According to Peter 3.8 that Peter said, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day with the Lord. Second Peter three eight. Uh, obviously, he understood what he was talking. He was not talking nonsense, and he understood very well that um, with the Lord, with the Messiah, a, a thousand years was like a day, or a day like a thousand years. You need to see the perspective that first is a day coming from Genesis, like a thousand years. The chronology of Genesis, according to chapter 5 and 11, does give us uh, about 4,000 years to Jesus Christ. That is quite right. We will see in a minute. Number three, all things continue at the same scene, the beginning, starting the creation. 2 Peter 3, 4, it speak clearly that things are still the same. There hasn't been changes or all sort of kind of millenniums or, or millions of years, as scientists says. Uh, number four, he will revive us after two days. On the third day, he will raise us up so we can live in his presence. Hosea 6, verse 2, it says very clear, uh, after two days, meaning after the 2,000 years of creation, of, of his coming, and the third day he will revive us. The third day, the day that he will come to be manifested, the Messiah. Number five, from beginning the creation, God had made them, Mark 10, 6, speaking that the creation had a beginning and the beginning was the creation and the same man and woman that got created uh, and those days are still running around today. And number six, we will rescue from six days, the calamities, no harm will touch you in the seventh day. That's his job, 519. Now, um, have you got any question at the moment here, UK guys? Can I so just good. ask the fourth point? Uh, he will yeah, could, you, could, you, could you speak, please? Let me know. Uh, no. Can you hear me? Yes, now, yes. Yeah, so the fourth point, it says he will revive us up to two days. So, and on the third day, he will raise us up 
so we can live in his presence. So when you say 2000 years, is it the 2000 years after Christ or well, Yes, Hosea is prophesying after two days speaking of the 2000 years of the law or the Torah. It says that the Torah and the Torah uh, the 2,000 years that they relate in the Old Testament. And then he said on the third day, he will raise yeah. us up and his presence. That means we are going to be in the presence of God. And that was a prophecy about the Messiah coming and giving life mm -hmm. to people. Yeah. So how does it link with the 2,000 years? Like, I mean, if you said 2,000 years of Torah, then it's followed by 2,000 years of grace and then 1,000 years of kingdom. Yes. Yes. So, sorry, perhaps I didn't explain myself well. He revived after 2,000 years. He speak of the time from, from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah came uh -huh. to the end of the, of, of, the, of the Lord Jesus in the second yeah. coming. The third day is the day that it will be the resurrecting of the dead, and that will be the resurrection of immortality when the Messiah comes the second time. Okay. Yeah. So we're in the third day now, aren't we? No, we are finishing. We are finishing the second day of the grace. Or the sorry, the second the second day of the grace that was prophesied in the Torah, because Hosea belongs to the Old Testament. Yeah, but you said two thousand years from Christ. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's two thousand and twenty-one now, so we're not far off the. No, we are not far off. No. The third day he will raise us up so we can live in his presence, meaning he will resurrect us. He will he will give life to death. And that is the resurrection of the death that is well prophesied in 1 Corinthians 15. But that will be when he comes. That's mm -hmm. a thousand years of the kingdom period. Yes. The yes. Okay. Yeah. yes. You, you, we have to understand that Hosea is prophesying not the whole line. I'm teaching you. He's prophesying about where he's done. And he saw on the Torah, uh, at the end of the, of the Old Testament, he saw the 2,000 years of grace and the third day where the resurrection will come to be part of our lives. Hmm. Okay? Any question? Well, I'm just a bit confused. When you talk about the third day, that's 1,000 years, isn't it? Yes. The other, so what is that 1,000 years? That 1,000 years will be the millennium. If you join the 2,000 years of the two days of grace and 1,000 years says, of the millennium. It says on the third day. So you're saying that the millennium, which I thought that the millennium came after Christ's return. Yes. Yes. So we're not raised up till, so it says we will raise up. No, we will be raised up, meaning we will be, we will be transformed. We will be resurrected. All humanity. Well, that's not talking about being raptured then. Not necessarily, no. That's talking about all, all the human beings who are in his presence, meaning we're going to see him personally, physically. We're going to be in the presence of God. Now, when they talk about being raised up, that often means being raised up to heaven, doesn't it? Like, yes. That's the idea. Yes. That's the idea. Don't worry about it. Carry on. Well, well Hosea was prophesying, he was prophesying 400 years, 400 years before the grace. So he saw ahead and he said 2,000 years of grace and 1,000 years of the millennium and in which we are going to live in his presence. Well, that's the idea. 
So we, we have we have this uh, uh, this understanding here is the Bible perspective from beginning of creation God made them so it is made very plain and clear that God has made humans and now uh, and his image then we move to the historical perspective uh, therefore children in six thousand years of prophecy will be fulfilled historical I'm talking about the church fathers who actually wrote books uh, like the Epistle of Barnabas, who was Barnabas who wrote a letter to all the guys telling about Jesus Christ and, and, the, and the kingdom. And he wrote in that particular epistle, is not canonic, but is acceptable as a good testimony of Barnabas. Barnabas was the one who actually went and, and buzzed with, what with, the Peter, uh, with Paul and talked to him. He said that 6,000 years of prophecy will be fulfilled. And this is the Epistle of Barnabas, chapter 15, verse 7 to 9. And then the day of the Lord is a thousand years. Therefore, the end will come in the 6,000 years. This is Iranius. Iranius, in the book that he wrote, is called Against Heresies, uh, 528. It speaks very clear that he had in mind the 6,000 years. And then... Uh, the third fulfillment is the Shabbat is a type of the future of the kingdom. It follows that 6,000 years all will be fulfilled. Hippolytus Fragmentum, commentary on Daniel chapter 2, verse 4. Uh, uh, all these are uh, writers of, of 2,000 years ago, about 1,800 years ago, from, from first and second uh, century. And they all wrote about different commentaries just because the Messiah has already come and they knew the grace. They were trying to work out when was actually going to be the kingdom established here. Uh, we will be immortal when 6,000 years are completed. Commodianus against the gods of the hidden, uh, 35 page. Commodianus was a guy who wrote something in the early days of the church. As you could see, he is an apologetic, trying to write things to clarify. And then, uh, number five, Satan will be bound in the thousand years. Uh, uh, finish. That is after the sixth day. Victorious commentary on Revelation. So all, all these guys belong to a certain time where everyone was writing things because uh, they needed to clarify to their own church's life and ministry perhaps to the area that the messiah has already come majority of them have a, a jewish background and they were converted other were not but a majority were jew and they were writing to friends and people and even to to make known epistles that believe they they were inspired by god and that's where we have all the, this information coming on any question yeah. Oh. So we move here to the scientific perspective, okay? Uh, yeah, the seven days of creation are 7,000 years, creation, Genesis 1. The chrono chrono genealogies of Genesis chapter 5 and 11, we're going to see that. The Bible is a book of history of the universe, you know. Uh, I have to... Get amplified this particular scientific perspective, but I'm going to do it with in this way here, and this is what I want you to see tonight. That we will move into that, and this is the chronology. 
Uh, the chronology come in this way. Okay, let me give you. There is, but well, this is quite small writing. Cannot be read. Yeah, no. You you may need it to have a paper in your hand. It is. We start the chronology according to the understanding of Bishop Usher. Bishop Archbishop Usher was the Archbishop of Armagh in North Ireland. He lived in. In 1561-1656. He was an Irish Archbishop. He was really converted. And I am using his first work that he worked out, the first genealogy in the history of Christianity to show that the world was going to be 6,000 years. Now, his work is very precious. It's very unique. He was the first one who did it. But uh, his work gave us the genealogy from, from Adam to Abraham, no more than that. So we, we have a, a little bit of understanding of that. So we have Anamundi is the year Anamundi in black, and we have the year using his table, the year 4004 creation here. Okay, this is 4004 before Christ, and there is a reference here. Okay, now I'm going to take you slowly, perhaps, but uh, in a good way to every one of these. You are you seeing clearly the the the, uh, the table there? You you see it properly? Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. So we have we have here the creation of the world. The world was created in year num year one, and creation of the world came the first week of the month of Nisan. Nisan is the month that God said to Israel, this will be the first month for you uh, to be uh, starting all the festivities, all the festivals, all the ritual, all the chronological year, or it's called the sacred calendar for Israel. And God did it to him. God said it to him personally. You will do this, Moses, and start on this month. Why he did it is, in the Old Testament, according to the Word of God, we are going to see a template of what God did in creation. And everything comes in the same template, but with different pictures. It's the same idea. And that's why we understand that creation of the world was in year one. It was on the first day of the first springtime in the month of Nisan. That is more or less at the end of March, beginning of April of our time, when the springtime come in. And this is the year 4004, and this is Genesis 1. At the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Then we have Adam and Eve created on Friday, the 6th, the month of Nisan, and year 1st. This is Genesis 126. Uh, Adam and Eve were created on a Friday for us. And, uh, and that was the day that the wonderful couple came to be in, and that's why we are here today, guys. And we have Adam and Eve fall on the 15th of Nisan, or 15, a week later. It was the Passover day of the year one, the first year in the Anamundi, or the year 4004, according to the Exodus 12:23. Could you please, uh, Martin? You there? Oh, anyone? Martin? 
Hey, he's gone. No, he's not gone. He's here. Okay. Could you open? Could you read for me Exodus twelve twenty three, please? Yep. Twelve forty three. Twelve twenty three. Could you see it there? You. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What is in red? When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the oh wait, is that a correct? Yes. Yeah. When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top of on the top and sides of the doorframe and will pass over the doorway. He will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. Yes. What does it say? <laughs> Well, the interesting thing is this. The Passover day, everyone take it as important because you celebrate the Jewish reality of coming out of Egypt. But the Passover day for you and for me is not for that. We do not celebrate Passover because we come out of Egypt. We do not celebrate the Passover because Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God and he did it to the Jew, and we need to do it today because he saved us now. We celebrate Passover Day because Jesus came to restore humans to the previous position before Adam fall. Adam fell, and everything was corrupted. And Jesus came to restore the relationship of human with God at the same level that it used to be in the paradise, person to person, heart to heart, talk to talk. That's why we do not need any priest for us. We do not need any pope in the middle or interceding for us. We got a priest that is Jesus Christ, and he and he is giving us life and giving us the communion and giving us the the, the covenant. He is taking us back to the early days. He is in the Passover day for the Jewish is the celebration of coming out of Egypt. The Passover day for us is going back to even beyond, to the point where Adam and Eve uh, were uh, uh, in the position of not falling or restoring us from that fall and giving us the grace to communicate with God and God with us. Do you understand that? Yeah, so question. Yeah. So you've given this as a reference for, for Adam and Eve fall on the 15th of Nisan. Um, but it doesn't say anything like that in, in this verse. So, <laughs> No, it doesn't because uh, you need to take the template of what the Lord Jesus did. The Lord Jesus put himself mm -hmm. and he was sacrificed on the Passover day. That means in order to restore what we was in the past, he has to fulfill the date and the hour at the same thing. So what happened to Jesus on the cross and what happened to Adam and Eve in the garden? Exactly. Jesus, he come and made the template and put it back and he said, "Ah, it is finished. It is restored. Everything comes there. Now, I do understand that, that it may be different for you because that is what I, I put in red. I put it in red not because I want to hide it, it's because I want to make it lighted to you. To, that is, is my opinion, is my 
interpretation, is my revelation, is my understanding that Adam and Eve fall on the 15th of Nisan. That's why the perfect sacrifice came to restore what happened the same day at the same moment that happened. I have to take the Bible with templates or patterns. So any pattern in the Bible is prophecy. Mm -hmm. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. So so this one is, like you said, month of Nisan. Uh, so he, the Adam and, Adam and Eve were created on the Friday, the 6th of month of Nisan. Yes. And within uh, nine days. Yes. Within nine days, they, they were like. Yes. Wow, okay. <laughs> yes, it, it sounds funny. Uh, this is my idea, Albert, to be honest. I, I'm not asking you to believe it. I'm asking you to, to, to question it because mm. I do believe that uh, on the 6th, God said, God said to the whole council or the whole human being, spirit being, all the uh, cherubims, let's make a man in our image. So God created man. And God put the great cherubim, it was called Lucifer, that was a great cherubim, the wisest, the strongest, the biggest, the mighty one. He said, we are going to take care of this couple I created. And this couple, Adam and Eve, they are my image. And, and that was the reason why uh, Lucifer was not very happy. He wasn't happy at all, even though he was holy, he produced himself and he created all his own strength of creation because he was given that, that uh, capacity by God. He was a musician. He was a creator, being in the spirit. He created envy and sin. And he said, he said to himself, me being a cherubim who is in the presence of God, am I going to take care of this little couple that is lower than me? Because the cherubim about seven meters high, powerful, strong, a spirit, a great strength. And when they saw human beings, human beings would have been created about two meters, 20, three meters, the highest, the most, Adam and Eve. And they were limited. And he didn't want to serve uh, the young couple or to take care of God's uh, commandment to take care of Adam and Eve. So what happened is the, the birth of Jesus that he said very clear come to be fulfilled that those who want to be the greatest in the kingdom have to serve the smallest and to be a servant of others. And certainly the cherubim, grand, greater and protector, it says, he was the amazing God. He was the big tomato and God said to him, you are the greatest. Yeah, you're going to take care of this couple. And he didn't like that. And you, you will ask me, well, why? Why he, he didn't like that? Well, he didn't like to take care of Adam and Eve for three reasons. There are three particular reasons that the Bible gave us very clear. In Genesis 1, 27, the Bible said to Adam and Eve, you got dominion. I give you dominion upon the whole the earth. I give you authority and then give them the procreation ability. These three things were never given to any spiritual being in heaven. Even the cherubim that was capable to do many things and was mighty and powerful, he never had authority. He was a servant. He never had a, a dominion of anything. He was just serving. 
and he could not procreate. <laughs> Procreation is the greatest gift of God to humanity. And then when he saw that God created a couple of guys on lower level compared to them, that is in the spirit, and gave them that much, he was not very happy. So he was put to take care of them. And that's, it didn't take almost a week where the, the cherubim was having good friendship with Adam and Eve. That's why Eve was not very much surprised to talk to the serpent. Even the Bible portrayed in a beautiful language, talking about the serpent uh, that was very cunning. Obviously, serpent don't talk. This particular serpent this did talk. Uh, serpent do no uh, questioning God. This particular serpent did question God. Serpent was not going to say that God is lying, and this particular serpent did that. So, so it should have been a, a properly a, a, a higher powerful being that related to Adam and Eve in a personal way with serpentine expression, let's put it in that way, because before the fall or before the curse, the serpent was standing up, never going down. But after the curse, the serpent actually came to come down or, or, or living just in the ground. Uh, so this particular cherubim was there and he seduced Adam and Eve. He seduced Eve. And he went and actually he was the tempter. He created temptation. He created deceive. And he seduced Adam and Eve. And he said, this couple that God created, I don't want to look after them. I want them to look after me. And I'm going to put my share or my seat above the stars. And I will be like God. And I will have glory. And I will sit at the north of the mount. And I'm going to put myself before everyone to see. And he wanted to have that glory. And that's why you find that in Ezekiel 28, that God curses uh, the great cherubim and put him down to earth. And the three of them, Adam, Eve, and the cherubim or Lucifer, the three of them fall at the same time, the same day, at the same moment. When God made the judgment, it doesn't say that he did a judgment, a judgment particularly or especially to the serpent before or afterwards. It doesn't say there were any world before that. It doesn't say that the Bible. The Bible said that he called Adam and Eve and Eve responded. Adam responded, Adam said, well, the woman you gave me, gave me to eat. And then the woman said, well, the serpent deceived me and gave me to eat. And the serpent said nothing. And the three of them fall on that particular Friday, the 15th of Nisan. A week, a nine days later, uh, no, uh, uh, nine days later, and that particular day, because that day is the day of the Passover day. And the day of the Passover day, the Passover, the, the Lamb of God has to restore everything. He has to go back to all the times back in, in millennia it would have been, but in 6,000 years into the moment where everything was wrong and was disrupted and it was rotten and it was uh, tempted and he went and fixed it right from the beginning, everything. That's why he is the perfect sacrifice. That's why he is unique. That's why he is God among men. 
and he came to restore humanity to the previous level. So he has to do it exactly in the day that does happen in order to keep balance and to restore the pattern to the original position that they were. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think it's, it's, it, that's why we have now a direct access to God after the death of Christ, because Adam and Eve had the direct access to God before the fall. Yes, yes. And that access to God is, is, is we in Christianity, we see it very lighted. We, we don't put too much importance, too attention, that the Jesus was the priesthood of God, and he was restoring let's put it, the whole universe and cleaning and taking everything in order to consecrate again the whole Adam and Eve garden and all the premises of university and heavenly realities up to the moment to say, doesn't need anything more to be done. Is Everything is done. But what was it done? It's not talking about the Passover, the people coming out of Egypt, the Jew. That's part of the part of the a scenario, the picture, the drama, but the reality is he went back to those days in the garden and that particular day. So if he died in the Passover day or particularly the 15th of the month of Nisan, that was the day that Adam, Eve, and even Satan fall from grace. All of them were cursed in that particular day. Are you with me? Uh, let me see. Let me see your face because I see you very thoughtful. You don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. You can kill me. You can tell me. I'm not being heretical. I'm just trying to get Bible theology into you because I've been I've been studying this for thirty years, and it's good that Rob is here. Rob was frozen like for like. Yeah, he with a picture. Does he know how to do it now? I've just cleared 50 work emails and listened to what you've been talking about at the same time. If that's not multitasking, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Now, th this point is, is unique. I know you got all the right to say, Fernando, we never heard that before. I don't like it. Well, I understand you, but let me tell you, if I am right, I am right. Because Jesus Christ did not come only to fix Fernando. Fernando is a great guy, but... Uh, he need to fix it, the Father. He had to fix the kingdom of God. That's why he need to fix it first. Jesus didn't die because he loved me. Jesus died because he loved the Father. And the Father is greater than me. And the Father deserves everything to be restored properly because he is the king of the whole universe from all eternity to eternity. And he couldn't allow that a dirty, stupid couple, silly couple with a dirty liar will destroy all the plan that he had to share with humanity and man and woman forever and ever and a wonderful world of immortality and glory and animals and praises and music and greater. He is the king of glory. He, everyone will have to bow down and he will express his love and eternity. And he said, I cannot allow these guys to destroy my things. You know, he would have not been God. He had to have to restore it. And for me, I, I've been teaching this for the last 10 years, and I know some people actually let me say, Fernando, I don't like it, but, but it's okay, I understand you. But but let me tell you, the, the, the day that Jesus died, he went and fixed 
back had an if at the beginning, right there, right there, pop, everything was sorted out, you know, and that gives us a great blessing to us. Amen. Amen. Nah, I don't see you smiling happily, you know, receiving with joy. What do you think, Martin? I'm too far away from you. Um, kind of question though. Um, <laughs> Sorry, this will be like for everyone. It's like, bro, did you pay attention like 30 minutes ago? Um, one, I understand the one year in God's hand, God's time is like a thousand of our time. I kind of get that point. I understand why day one day is better than seven days elsewhere. I sing the song as well, so I know that. I understand that too. But where the heck the year of Nissan kind of happened? <laughs> Like, I don't really understand how, well, what measure is that? And then how come it's all in the first year? And so what, if, if I like to recap what you just said. So world has been created in 7,000 years because God, it's a, like seven God's days, which is taking like seven years of our kind of time. Is that what you're saying? If I understand it correctly. I think he need to, somebody to explain it to him. God created seven days, the whole world. And he make a parallel of 1,000 years per day. That would be 7,000 years. Those 7,000 years are divided in four periods. The period of rebellion, that the first 2,000 years from Adam to Abraham. The period of the law from Abraham to Jesus Christ, another 2,000 years. From Jesus Christ to the second coming is another 2,000 years, 6,000 years. And 1,000 years of the millennium. Yeah, that was the one which, um, like, Albert and Ian was talking about, right? The kind of like the last, then Hosea was, that was that verse from Hosea. Yeah. But that first seven days when world was created, was it an actual seven days, like a work week? Or was it like a seven days, like a actual 7,000 additional years to... Yeah, so I first... You need to buy this book and to have it to understand it, you need to read it. Uh, yeah. explain everything, but I will say that to you, we need to read the Bible as he said the Bible. There is, you need to read, if the Bible said that God created the heaven and earth in seven days, what we're going to read more than he said, or what we're going to read less than he said. Now, this idea of evolution came in 1850, 1857, more or less, Never before in the history of the world, ever, nobody doubted that the world was created in seven days. Okay? And when God means day, means day. Simple like that. You cannot put, you can't, you come trying to make it to sound. But if I say to you, uh, I go into Costa Rica, there is only one Costa Rica. Costa Rica, Costa Rica. We, the, the grammatical laws or semantic don't allow you to play with word and to make it to sound. Are we going to be something that is not there? And that's the problem with theological and evolution today. <coughs> Sorry. Because certain guys have made it to look like that seven days doesn't mean seven days. It means seven period of millenniums of years. And that's not true. The Bible doesn't say that. Now, I have to interpret the Bible to what the Bible said to me. You know, the, 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 the purpose of, of, of the author of the Bible is to promote truth and understanding of God. 
is, is not to promote scientific knowledge or to bring millenniums and thousands of years. We come from the monkey. That's the that's say like that. I think like seven years won't be enough for an evolution anyway, because they just counted like a millions and billions of years or whatever. Oh, they, they, are, they, are, they are talking about uh, four billions of years of creation. It's stupid. But, but seven days, it worked out this. The Bible said that he rested and he did it morning, day and night. Day and night, again, the first day, the second day, he actually numbered it. So in the qualifier or cardinal number, one, two, first, second, third, four days is there. What am I going to doubt that is not there when it's there? <laughs> gotcha. I just wanted to put my head around that. Yes. And then yes. your and then your seven thousand years was like a calculation of kind of what's gonna happen in the end of days. And no, so I am calculating the six thousand because six thousand is the in the period where the Lord Jesus will come back. And the thousand year with the millennium, I cannot calculate that, but I can calculate to the end of these six thousand years. You want to see it? I can show you where will be the six thousand years right now. Oh, I got it. It's like I didn't realize there was a product placement on that book on the beginning. It was actually like a homework at the same time. <laughs> so like, sorry, I kind of missed that part. Uh, I mean, yeah. Have you ever seen the six thousand years? Being clear, I, I'll show you. I'll show you. Let, let me let me show you. The six thousand years here, you know, chronology. Let, let's go to it, and I, I'll take you there. Have a look. Have a look. Now, there, there is this one starting there. We will explain. I can't explain everything. I have done it for many years. Then all this part that is coming, all the days of Noah, the days of Ham, the days of Nimrod, the days of the flow. I can't give you when the flow happened, at what time, or what day it did happen. Then we have here from the Tower of Babel to Abraham. I can't tell you where, who was the guy who was leading the Tower of Babel, by the way. And then we have here from Abraham to record historically proven. All this record is, is today proven in, in, in history here today. Like, let's say, like the Darius decree that he did in Ezra, he did it in Persia. Is it proven there? I mean, the, the Maccabean revolt and the temple dedication, what proven is the history is there. Everyone knows that. Jesus was born. It was a, a human being called Jesus of Nazareth that was born. He was born four years before the actual day that people gave us today because he was born there. And the crucifixion of Jesus is, is very common. Now, we get here. I can show you here, for example. Have a look. Have a look here. We go here. Uh, we go here. Israel was reborn in 1948. 1948. According to the Anomundi calendar, when Israel was born, it was in the year 5873. Anomundi, coming from the day of creation. COVID-19 happened, this pandemic that we are living now, in 2019. That is called COVID-19. And it happened in the year 5942. In my calculations about the 6,000 years, it is a table that is, it could be a very well proved right or proved wrong, I don't mind. The Great Tribulation prophecy of Daniel 9, it will start in the year 5,993, seven years before of the 6,000 fulfillment. And the 6,000 fulfillment of the prophecy for this planet Earth According to Peter, is the year 
2075 that we are living now is here. That's, that is, I, I have worked all this and I can give you the paper. You can get a calculator and start to zoom up and do whatever you want. It will work and it comes right to that moment. I, I did it with my little calculation calculator one by one. I've done it dur during the last 10 years to make sure what I go wrong, where I read this book, where I get this information, where do I find that this thing have to have to come to turn with clarity? Now, you said to me, Fernando, why 6,000 years? Well, because it's the thousand years that God created the world, the six days. But you said to me, why we are living in the year 2021? Well, it is because the Jew and also the Catholic Church got around the calendar in few occasions, and that's why we are behind. But should have been ended by the year 2000. Let's say it, that would have been perfect, but it wasn't anyway. But we are we are today in 2021, uh, 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 and it is here in the pandemic, and and the the end of the prophecy will be for the year 2075. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's um, it's good the way um. You you know, it's you've kind of listed it, because um, it's interesting. I mean, people um, refer to kind of the old Earth and the young Earth, don't they? You know, <laughs> and um, you know, you've gone into so much detail for the young Earth. You know, and um, the problem people people get in a you know people kind of get very sort of worked up. You know, if they think things are too young. <laughs> And, um, but they're working it out, you know, we all work it out from a human perspective, you know, we, yep. we just think, well, science, how on earth can this happen when they're carbon dating, you know, but they're just doing it from um, a human point of view, you know, science is um, basically uh, man-made, you know, in many ways, and at the end of the day, God, God is God, you know, and um, he's far beyond our brain span anyway, you know. Um, he created the universe. So um, if it says he created it in, you know, seven days, well, he hasn't He hasn't got to have machine tools, has he, and start <laughs> digging the road, you know, and um, get into a laboratory and um, formulate rock, you yeah. know. Um, he would have just, um, it, it'd be like just a, a star creates itself, you know? Yep. Sometimes when there's an earthquake, um, you get all this sulfur going into the sea and an island's created in, um, in a, in a week. Yep. <laughs> that even happens now. People seem to forget that, you know? Yeah. Well, the, the, the beauty of this is, for example, you see signs. We said Copernica. Hmm. Galileo Galilei, he was taken almost to prison because he said that the earth was moving around the sun and they couldn't accept it because science had proved to them that the earth was the center of the universe. Now, through all the studies, it happened to be 100 years later, everyone understood that the, the, the earth is, is actually moving around the sun and it's nothing new. The Bible said that the sun will raise up like a like a man going to his chamber, it's, 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 it's a way of talking. It's a way of, 
of metaphorically speaking in, prof in prophecy and, and also poetically to bring out our ideas that the earth is there. But we got a, 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 a we got a, a God who is designer. You know, you know how many flowers got a rose when they open up? You know that a rose got exactly the same numbers of petals? No, I didn't know that. You know that, you know, for example, the, the, why the salmon go back where he came from? <laughs> How are you going to tell me that God created this and there is no any law, the design that this will go on and on without any understanding? No. No, the sad thing is God had to put a date to it or understand it because of sin of humanity. And you see it today. You see it today, sin in this world, it will be like the days of Noah. Everyone enjoy it. And the least, the least thing that people want to believe, even the Christian church, is God. Because it's very easy for any Christian to go to church and to believe John 3.16. Jesus loved me. Jesus saved me. I go into heaven. But they do not believe Genesis 1.16. And the same amount that they believe John 3.16. Yeah. No, I I just think it's easier to believe the Bible than try and believe something that isn't in the Bible. Yes. Well, that's it. It's much easier, indeed. And and how how all these all, all, all these all these uh, chronology that I did it work out on base of a man the 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 Archbishop Usher he did it and. 1600, we are talking where there were no evolution theory, there were no Darwinism, there were nothing. He did it because God revealed it to him in order to give man an understanding that you take the genealogies in the Bible, that's why he wrote with wisdom, someone was born or someone at a certain age, a certain day, and he died. He's not there just to make it us bored with the reading and the stupid things. The purpose of the author is to provide truth and to provide logic that God is God and he's a logical God. The, 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 it conveys that truth, the Bible. The Bible conveys the truth and conveys God himself in the simplistic way that is written because it's a marvelous, beautiful book written in a very simple way with a very deep, profound way. I'm capable to, to, to destroy it. Is the book that destroys humanities and nations and people and any man. You oppose the Bible, you end up destroyed anyway. It's interesting how um, how long people were living, you know? How long did Abraham live for? Um, oh, well, Abraham didn't live that much. It was 175 years, but yeah, so we are talking previous to Abraham. The, 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 yeah. the common denominator was 800 years, 850 yeah. years. So... Um, you can see there's a time, a time span in another direction. You know, people were living long then. And then obviously, as time's gone by, um, it seems like mankind wants to sort of date, date everything and um, say it's millions of years, you know. And, um, and then people sometimes say, what about the dinosaurs? But there's a few around now, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. No, no. And not even the dinosaur, the dinosaur and many other animals. Everything went down. You've got a dinosaur in Costa Rica. 
there's a there's a dinosaur in Costa Rica up up your trees. Yes. What are yeah. they? I'm trying to think what they are, but they're great big lizards anyway. Yeah, they are big lizards. Yeah, there's, there's, we have a certain specimen from Costa Rica. Very interesting ones. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. Well, I saw a good movie. I was looking for it, but it went through the whole thing and it describes the Earth as a totally different place God created, um, and then with the dinosaurs and everything else, and then the flood came along and totally moved the whole Earth. It's not the Earth that God created as such. So that's when we, that's when all the forests got covered up. And that's what created all the coal and the oil fields. It all happened in, so during the flood. Before the flood, there were no continent. Continent came after the flood. There were, no, there were only one big piece of land surrounded by sea that was the whole land. And that's why it said that the whole earth, the whole earth came and flooded. It was flowed. It was the flood came upon the whole earth. It was a chunk piece of land that covers almost half, one third of the whole the whole glove that was united in one piece of there. And why you see the five continents came out of the flood when the when the water we're talking the Bible says that every mountain was covered by the water, okay? Let's put this, let's let make an example. Everest, it goes 7,000 kilometers high. We are talking that you need minimum 7,000 7, meters, not 7,000 kilometers, sorry, 7,000 meters or 7 kilometers high. With, with, with one kilometer of pressure of water upon the earth for 100 days, the pressure or that amount of water and anything, it will fossilize anything to the maximum and it create a such a degree that the earth will burst. When the water come out from the bottom and from the top, the mountains raise up. All Andes, all the Europe, all the Himalayas, all the Costa Rica, and that piece of land was broken, was broken and gave, gave birth to the five continent. And that was part of God's plans. For that man will not be together anymore because they have only one language and one attitude. And the attitude was to do the naughty thing and not to obey God. Consequently, that is it. God said, this is the end for you guys. I'm going to disturb you. Sorry. And you are not going to have fun anymore. And there will be only one family. And then the five continent comes, the mountain, the, the great canyon of Colorado, you know, it's famous in the United States. I know you've been yeah, there, you haven't seen it. It's, it's amazing to see that, to be honest, it's unique, you know. That the was ice. created by the flood water going away, wasn't it? That's yes. What at, the, at the water reside and the water came down, uh, all these mountains were pushed up and then we have what we have today, the mountains, the rivers, the canyon, and we have everything. And the water concentrate that was in the center and the water, it came out and concentrate at the ends, at the top of uh, an Antarctic and also the, the Arctic. And, and they concentrate and God decided to move the earth with that particular cataclysm of the flood. He moved it one bit 
So there will be cold and hot and winter because before that, the air was one temperature. Everything was okay. It was seasons, but not as marked as this is today. You know, there were, there were different attitudes. Now the flood changes everything and Gadri started again. And then came the Tower of Babel. That is another story because it's a very important story. You know, it's really, really one of the most important stories, the Tower of Babel, to be honest, and what it happens. So we have, we have these realities in the Bible. Now, I tend to believe the Bible, whatever I said, believe me, I believe the, the Bible totally from, from the top to the head. I don't, I don't want even to listen to any scientific knowledge because I know the scientific knowledge have done a lot of good to humanity. But there is a moment where they over, 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 over the step into something else, and that is not right. It's getting, it's getting naughty, stupid, and bananas. When you do scientific understanding or analysis without the respect of God and what the, God, the Word of God said, you are going to end up lost. No, There's no other end. Anyway, anyway. You okay, guys? Yeah, yeah. How are we doing? Shall we go back? Yeah. Okay, we go back here to the chronology, okay? <laughs> you got me here. So we are here. We are here, uh, Adam and Eve fall on the 15th of Nisan. Nisan is a month of the Hebrew calendar, actually, on the Passover day. Then it comes all the genealogy. The Bible says very clear, you go to the verses are here. The verses are all of them, all the verses are here. Genesis 5, every one of them is here, you know. And he said that one said was born when Adam was 130. So you put 130. And then you put here, Enosh was born when Seth was 105. So you put 130 plus 105, it gives you 235. And he said that Canaan was born when Enosh was 90. So 235 past 90, it gives you 325. And that you start to move on. It's, it's very simple. From an Anamundi, you sum up. And from BC, you actually take away. You put the, the number that the Arboship, Arshavich, Usha started the table that is very precise. So we go here to the moment when Eno was taken by God, was in the year 987. And that's according to Genesis there. And then we move to the second one. You know, it was Noah. When Noah was born, he was born in the year, in the year 1056 from creation. That would have been the year 2947 before Christ, you know. And Chen and Noah was 600 years when the flood happened. And the flood began on the 17th on the second month of the year 1656 and finished on the 27th of the second month of the year 1657, a year later almost. I can show you that in the Bible, it's there. And for there come Ham's days. Why is important Ham? Because Ham is the grandfather, is the father of Cush, and Cush is the father of Nimrod. And the Bible is speak about Nimrod. If the Bible names somebody, you have to follow that sign you have to follow that's that 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 road you, you follow it because that secret and the mystery it will be there if god says something in the bible you need to put attention to what he said 
And Nimrod is very important to what happened to Nimrod. So we have the, all the rest of the guys who were born, the flood and all these guys and Pelech. And the Bible says here, the Pelech, particularly in Genesis 10, 25 says, and his day, the earth was divided. That means the only time that the earth was divided was in the Tower of Babel. It's very important. You need to follow that sign, follow that road. You will find the truth there. Okay. Now we go back to the Nindra's day. Nindra was the sixth child born when Kush was around 50 years old. Was the number six of the family. Nindra begin beginning of his kingdom, it says in Genesis 10.10, but was not only the beginning of his kingdom, but was the beginning of the Tower of Babel. He was about 21 years old when he started to pull as a mighty hunter all the people around him and create the first empire that see in the Bible. There is no any other kingdom. There never been, there never was. There were only Nimrod. And Nimrod suffered a sort of kind of mutation because he accepted and he received the spirit that he was calling from the Tower of Babel. And one of the spirits actually came and possessed him and he became one of the greatest giants of those times, of those days. That's why Nendro is the only man that is mentioned before the Tower of Babel started. He said that the Tower of Babel was in the days of Pelech, one or three years old when Pelech was born. That's according to Deuteronomy 32 verse 8. And Nendro went to Assyria after the Tower of Babel at the age almost of 48. So we have that the only guy that the Bible speaks of being before the Tower of Babel and after the Tower of Babel, creating an empire, was Nimrod. And Nimrod went to this tower to call the spirits that were in high to bring himself to be a god and to be the first man who actually being controlled by a whole demon, a whole principality, and to become to the dynasty that men were kings and kings were almost gods. And that way Anindra brings open the door to all the Egyptian understanding, all the Assyrian understanding, all the Babylonian understanding, all the Akkadians, all of them, they are, they are the product of Nindro. That's why the Bible name is there. Amen? <laughs> you okay, guys? Am I going too far? I get excited because we need a whole lesson. We need to get ourselves with the Bible. And we need to understand when, what happened with Nindro and what happened with, with the Tower of Babel. Because the Tower of Babel is not the Tower of Babel. God put in a very lovely, gentle, beautiful uh, narrative for anyone to understand it. The beauty of the Bible can be understood by a, a scientific guy from Cambridge and can be understood by completely ignorant guy from Costa Rica or from the, any corner of India or, or Brazil and the jungle. Anyone understand the stories of the Bible and that's the beauty of the Bible. But the Tower of Babel was not just a tower, was an invocation of the spirit of high to come down the Nephilim again to bring man to a position of being gods. And when Nimrod did that, because he's the only, is the only window that we find in that particular time that said what Nindra did. And he was a mighty hunter and he became 
began his kingdom and his empire. And he started first before the tower before the Tower of Babel. He did the first four cities, and then happened the Tower of Babel. And when he happened, he was a little bit alert or a little bit, you know, fearful. He took his guys or whoever spoke his own language and moved to Assyria, moved to the north, about 200 miles away from where he was, where the tower was. And then he started there his kingdom again. And then he planted another four cities. And the Akkadians and the Sumerians come from Nindro. Now, scientific knowledge will not tell you this. It will tell you all sort of rubbish. Akkadians and this and the Bible pick up information from the Akkadian and pick up information from, from the Sumerian and, and the Sumerian testifies. So the God of the Bible probably put some information needed a little bit of help from the Sumerian and the Akkadian because the God of the Bible, it got a lot of ideas that come from the Sumerian. It's the other way around. Everything was picking up from God, the Bible, the truth. And they took it and they destroyed the wedding and, and make it something else. You know, there's a lot of a lot of teaching about this today in, in theological college telling you that the Akkadians and the Sumerian were and show, you know, were the one who actually the Bible was written according to them. It's stupid. It's stupid to believe that. And when Nimrod did that, he received an spirit of what is called an angel, Nephilim, because he transformed himself. And he became a mighty man in empire. It was the first empire that was written in the Bible. And that guy is the guy who gave birth to the Egyptians, all these pharaohs that were gods, to the Sumerian, all these guys who were gods, to the kings, and all these that were blessed with unique privilege and positions in the society. He was the father. He is the one who opened the door for that. And that is the story of Nimrod need to be understood according to the historical pattern of what is speak to us today. Give me a minute. Yes. So, questions? Here we are. Come on, Martin. Kill me. Come on, Richard. Say something. Come on, James. I'll throw a question, Richards always throw some wisdom. So I'll probably start with a question. Um, <laughs> so supposedly, so I kind of like try to go through what you were saying. So Nimrod was rewarded those four countries, four places like Assyria for not taking a place building the Babel. Is that correct? Or is that not correct? No, 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 sir. Was, Nimrod was never rewarded. Nimrod was a hunter and hunted the soul of man. And he created the first empire. And he created the, the idea that is in every, every kingdom empire in those days, that the human being were created to serve the gods. And that's what he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. That has come from the, from the Greek mythology and from the Egyptians. The Egyptians have, the humans were to create to serve the gods or the pharaohs. They were holy and they were unique. Obviously, they had power from demons and they were impressing everyone or ignorant that was there because they didn't want to listen to God. They listened to this guy. And he, he said that he went and started the, the beginning of his kingdom was. <laughs> so what kingdom? The Bible never talked of any kingdom before him. That means he's the first one. And when there is the law of first mention in the Bible, 
just follow the path. Follow it because that is true. God will not deceive you. God will not lie. God will not take you by granted. God will not allow you to get confused if you follow his word and his path. Believe me. Forget about all these doctors of the law that they talk about, Sumerian, Canadian, and all the books, and all those sort of Egyptologists, the stupid. There are a lot of people saying nonsense. They want to contradict me that my God is wrong. No, never. That my God is needing to have information from the Egyptian or, for, or from all the people to let the people of Israel do the right thing. That's wrong. That's dirty. That is wrong. Discrediting God. Yes, please. And just one more thing. Um, in your list of dates, you, you have there that Jesus got born four years after Christ. Four years before. I'm kind of confused with that because yeah. I thought it meant to be from the time when he gets born now. Oh, I suppose he would have born in year one of BC after Christ. AD, sorry, after Christ. But he was born four years before or what is supposed to be the tradition. Why do I say that? Well, you, have, you need to go and read a little bit of history because uh, Herod, who was the king of Judea, died in the year four before Christ. If he died in the year four, how is it possible that he ordered the killing of the children in Jerusalem? Because he ordered, when he saw the magic people who came, and, and the magic said they're going to worship the king of the Jew. He was very jealous. When, he, when the magic actually played him out and he was left out without any information, he, what he did is he ordered the killing of all the children under two years in Israel. So it means that Jesus being a baby would have been no more than a year. So for me, it's clear that he would have been born before he died because he would have not be able to order to kill the children when he was dead. So Jesus would have never been able to be born before the year four. It could have been the year four or five or even the six, but no, no, no after. Hmm. Interesting. Thank you. There, there is always logic in the Bible that is truth. You have to understand the Bible conveys truth and the greatness of God. It doesn't convey anything else. Truth and integrity and reality. And we have to be for the truth. We have to. We are in a society disintegrated, is corrupted by all sorts of things. And it's the time for us Christians have a good answer, an understanding, a clear one, and even to the moment of confrontation to fight for it, and even to die for it if it's needed. Because that the truth is the only thing that we got to hold on today. There is no morality. There is no holiness. There is the truth. And there is one absolute truth, and that is God. And that the ultimate reality of life, the existence of humanity is God. No, I don't want to preach to you. I'm, I, I'm going to come down. <laughs> the Tower of Babel is the place where all the languages came into existence, right? Yes. So when the uh, continent split after Noah, they were still speaking the same language. Yes. But it was only after the Tower of Babel yes. the languages split, yeah? Yes. Okay. There, there, there are three patterns in the Bible. First, the earth was one earth and was lovely before the flood. The language was one language and everyone understood. And, and humanity was following the leaders of those days like anyone else. That's why they followed first Enoch 
and Eno was taken because a holy man. And the Nephilims came down from hell, from heaven, in order to corrupt humanity. And they asked Enoch to talk to God and to forgive them. And God said, no, I'm not going to forgive them. And see, but when the when the Tower of Babel, God came and divided, he divided all the people and put them in different different areas. So there were multitude, we're talking of millions of people, I mean multitude there. And suddenly you see you you are well, what language did you speak in India? Uh, Hindi mainly. Hindi. All the Hindi, the Hindi start, you know, and then you talk to somebody and spoke to you back in French and French. And you said that's not that God doesn't understand. And then you talk to 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 Rob and Rob answer to you in Hindi. Yes, Hindi. Let's go together. And then and then you find the Costa Rican talking in Spanish, and the Spanish understood. And then the group start to be made. That's it. Every tribe go with the language, and they start to move away, separated. Because God has said to Noah and to men, go and multiply and poblate the whole earth and they didn't they went to gather together to call the demons for help and to call the nephilims to come they want the power and that's why god did the the tower of Babel. and then when all the groups came they start to walk and to move and in 100 years they were both and those days a woman could have a child almost every year to have 20, 30 children would have been normal in those days. And the first child that you have when you were 20, when you are 40, that child is already 20, but already have two, three childs already on the way because there were no respect or anything. There were just women and men. And there was it. And they were multiplying like, like what? <laughs> like <Robert. laughs> Like Robert, <laughs> you know, and, and that's it. But But the beauty of this is, the Bible integrity and, and clarity and honesty of God, you mustn't doubt, believe me. You mustn't ever doubt the integrity of what God said and how he said that it's for your benefit and for my benefit to give us knowledge and to give, put us into the truth and to give us understanding so we will not follow or we will not fail like the rest of the world. You mustn't ar arrive to the Bible trying to believe that the scientific said this or said that or the geologists or, or the astronomical, whatever, carbon 16 or carbon 14, I don't care. Do not ever doubt the integrity. Of the, the more you believe the Bible, the more the Bible will be revealed to you because the Bible is a living book. The Bible does not give revelation to those who do not honor the word of God. Because God gives revelation to those who honor him and to believe him. You need to love it like yourself. You need to have integrity upon it and never doubt that what God said is right. And he mentioned something small there, a couple of verses, follow that path. It will take you to the right understanding, always. Never, never will lead you to the wrong way, never. And that is my experience with the Bible. Amen. 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 Is there, is just the last question, is there a, a reference in the Bible for the race, like how the races develop, how the ethnicity developed into different yeah. uh, races? How, do, do we have a reference in the Bible? Woo! You go to the book of Genesis chapter 10 and you will find the table 
of the nations is called, or the tribes, is 70 different tribes and 70 different nations that are allocated in the whole world in different parts. And you just work with the, num with the name given in the Bible. You work forward to the name of today and you will find the tribes, the color, skin, almost everything. You find almost the size of Jews they were. Genesis 10. Genesis 10 is, is called the, the tables of nations. It goes 70 nations. That 70 nations are 70 principalities, seven princes that God gave the whole planet to rule. And they rule wrongly. But that's another teaching. It's a very deep, profound teaching. But uh, they, they, they took it for themselves. So God decided to give them up. But that was wrong. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Bible is... The Bible is, 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 is real. It's a living book. It's a living word, man. It's, don't, don't, don't ever doubt the integrity of what the Bible says. Amen. Time has gone by. It's 9.30. I'm really excited and passionate about this topic. I wish I would be able to spend more time with you. We need to do it, but perhaps little by little, chapter by chapter, all together with the Bible there and question and see it. Real. Yeah, yeah, we need, we need to do something like that, you know. Mm. I wonder we can do it more in a more personal way with a, having a house. I wonder if there will be anyone in, in Guildford with a house that live alone and need somebody to go have a coffee and invite us to the living room and prepare so we can have a Bible study. I wonder, Lord Jesus, provide somebody. You know anyone here? Yeah, you're welcome. Well, in. <laughs> there if you want. <laughs> My living room's a bedroom at the moment, but uh, this is the living room. <laughs> yeah, but it's quite okay. small. No, sit round my kitchen table. Uh, no, I was thinking near Ian. Well, I am thinking that Guildford is perhaps more, I'm a little more accommodating, more easier for some of us. Yeah, I, oh, think oh, I would like to do it in Albert anyway. I, I will go, but. Uh, Really, we need to get, these are the days that we need understanding and we need the Bible because this world is going bananas. And you need to rephrase this truth and have it clear in yourself. Also, it's precious and beautiful teaching. It's wonderful. Yeah, it was a thought I had. I mean, it was just, um, yeah, I suppose it's a quick one. It was more um, that um, mankind tends to kind of, um, they don't look at the true religion. So a true religion is Jesus, you know? It's yep. not really religion, it's relationship. And then um, they turn their religion into politics. So, in other words, it all becomes something else, political, you know, worship the Pharaoh or yep. worship something else. So it ends up politics. And you've seen that closer at home. You see that um, in Ireland when they go Protestants and Catholics. Yes. <laughs> but it's not really religion. It's just they don't like a certain group of people, you know. Yeah who live or they don't like the English or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And that happens in, um, and you think, well, what are they all doing in Afghanistan? Or um, what's going on in um, Iraq? You know, when, when you get these different people's groups all fighting each other over religion, but it's really yeah. political stuff. It's land or it's, um, we want your land. Yeah. You know, it's not really. What are you know, saying? You could see it today in a unique way that I never imagined. I saw a documentary of this Hasidic, Orthodox, ultra-Orthodox Jew who are against Israel in favor of Palestine. You could not believe a Jew with a hat 
with the cows, with everything Hasidic being against Israel in favor of Palestine. And you know what the God spoke to me? God spoke to me of, of Revelation 3, 8 or 10. In the synagogue of Satan, those who call themselves Jews and they are not. How are you going to be against Israel, a nation that was destroyed for 2,000 years, a nation that was persecuted with millions being killed by nothing, for nothing, just because they are Jews? And having some of your own race coming against you and burning the flag of Israel and with the children there, sometimes I wish, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm not God. <laughs> Kill them. You know. How is possible? How is possible the same you against you? This is unbelievable. You know, religious is so deep and so profound and so, so dirty. Our God is a God of love, is a God of integrity, is a God of honor. And he will bless you and keep you there. Time has gone by. I move away four minutes after 9.30. Yes, Martin, please. I'll be quick. Um, I just want to say I watched this. Um, well, I was uh, scrolling for Netflix and there's a document called Unnatural Selection, which talks about something called CRISPR, which yep. essentially is um, you can do your own genetic modification at home you can kind of order the kit and kind of like modify yeah. your own like yeah. mushrooms or whatever yeah. um and yeah it's just kind of like i just want to say like a lot of those things are kind of new to me but at the same time like everything we just talk about here just like i thought i'm kind of blind to it i, I realized this i kind of like thought it's not really that happening and and it is happening it's like a daily life it's like a normal thing these days and um i think it's just to it's kind of reminded me of the of the of the verse we talk about and it's just like you know uh many will be called but only a few will make it kind of thing and the yes and the and the, and the kind of the path is really tiny and um and it's just so tricky um just to have kind of something to hold on to in a way in like a kind of solid and uh and that's kind of i think um somebody mentioned today it's just that what more would you want to believe than what's in the Bible in a way? And I think, I think it was Ian, but it is like, it's, I just want to say thank you for all of you to kind of be patient with me and kind of like um, really freak me out kind of on a weekly basis and kind of keep me on, on alert all the time. Amen. Plus also Israel's being attacked today. I don't know if you guys knew, but yep. that's kind of like, um, now I kind of feel like you're telling all this stuff. And then once I was telling in news, I'm like, well, Fernando said that like three weeks ago. So it's not like really news anymore. <laughs> I'm yeah, well, I've been planning a journey to Israel, but uh, we will see. Really, really want to go, you know, but we will see how it comes with all these uh, attacks, all this situation, because it's no point to go there to, to lose your head. Come out, come, come home with your head under your shoulder, you know, because... Uh, missile went out of order <laughs> well he said you want to do that trip to israel and i was like how are you going to do that but none of you actually had well, i don't know you guys look all young so i'm assuming none of you actually had a jab yet but um some of you probably have yeah. but then out of nowhere like i need to go to czech republic to see my family and stuff but that's still not on green list and on the top whatever well, countries that israel planning, made it to green list so i'm like i need okay. to go in june and i would like to go for my birthday but i see that the situation is really getting hot I may have to wait another month or two, maybe perhaps August or July, but I really want to go to rent a car and to get a, a flight is not that expensive. You rent a car and get a flight for 
uh, a car for two guys in, with the flight is is less than ten than thousand pounds. Two guys, and it's very good, very cheap. Yeah, God, guys, I love you. I really want to carry on. Albert, you okay? Rob. Yeah. yeah, yeah, James, you're very quiet. Yeah. Okay, James, yeah, yeah, very good. Thanks, Alan. Good Alan, everything okay? Yeah, okay, love you guys. We will think think about it. If Ian or anyone would like to, I would like to get with you guys and to get really, but to go slowly with maps and everything and explain it and physically and then having questions, having a cup of tea, and you know, in a more personal way. So, to build this and understand it properly, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bless you guys. Take Thanks care. Very much. Bye. Bless you. Welcome. Bye. Bye. Have a great Thanks. day. Have a week. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much.